All right, get you guys ready? The mic. Oh, I can't even talk. Get you up on this mic. Yes, we're ready. Three. We can't wait two. for you to talk. Thank you for counting down. Because <laughs> we were not prepared. <laughs> You like lead into your own voice. All right, everybody, ready for me to talk in three, two, one. Here I am, folks. Here I'm back. How have we stayed together for 25 years? I have no idea. Pastor Joe. And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. Kirsten, did you eat too much sugar last night on Halloween? I have not had one piece of candy at all yet, but I did see a bucket of candy out there that's left over outside the offices and I may take a little snicker, but I have not had one piece. I realized not one. And after two trunk or treat events last night, last night we had trunk or treat at the Highlands campus and we had trunk or treat at the Reardon campus. So we actually went Yeah. And so how many pieces of candy have you eaten? You know, not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> that is that is really dodging the question. I, I had some, but there's... You had one at every single booth. I did not have one at every single booth. I took a piece of candy from every booth and stuffed it in my pocket. <laughs> and all of that is sitting in a bowl at home. But, you know, it would be rude of me not to take the Joe candy was that like, was offered. Oh, what do we got here? Oh, look, there's there's M&M's. Oh, there's, oh. Uh, there's some milk duds. Oh, um, I see my favorite candy in your bucket but, and of course they're like oh here you go pastor i'm like oh. but it was a weird halloween for us because normally well one neil's birthday is on halloween so every year we are we wake up we make him pancakes it's kind of a I tradition love how you're saying we you but i participate i'm, I'm gonna allow it go i'll go with this we're in this it's we come on we're goose all in this together so but, you know, Neil being off uh, at Indianapolis, we we didn't do it that. It is the first Halloween in 19 years that hasn't had to be birthday focused. Because so, it is our son's yeah. birthday Yeah, so that was Halloween. a new challenge to celebrate at long distance. And uh, we sent him a few treats up there and he had his own stuff going on. But You but, notice he said treats because he was texting um, to Neil the other day and he said, what do I call it? Like a gift? Or I said, no, it's a treat. It wasn't a gift. It was a treat. He goes, treat or treats? It was like this whole conversation. Well, Neil loves cinnamon rolls, so we sent him cinnamon rolls. Yeah, instead of a cake, uh, there's yeah. like this really cool club in Annapolis called the Yum Yum Club. And it's a former student from the academy. And they... So help you celebrate your kid, your midshipman's birthday. And so you can get on their website and you can order all these little things and they hand deliver it. They take a picture of them with it and then they text it to you. And so it was it's a really cool. Thing. Yeah. So you could choose like cupcakes or cake. Well, he loves cinnamon rolls. He really wants apple crisp every Halloween, which is what I've made for years. Pancakes and apple crisp. Pancakes in the morning. So it's one for every year he's been alive. Last year I'd made 18 pancakes stacked on top of each other with sprinkles and icing and then I would rush home after trunk or treat and whip up apple crisp because apple crisp isn't really something that you can make ahead of right. time and so it's always a little bit of stress to try and have such a big well, day by the time you celebrate birthday and we always trunk or treat's a big event here so it's just different this year where we had two trunk or treat events we weren't celebrating a birthday and you and I bounced between the two events it was the most normal it Halloween just, we've had in 19 years. It was and just like Brock went out with friends. Yeah, he went out with friends and he went trick or treating, which I'm an advocate for teenage trinker, trinker, tr trucker. I can't even say it. Trick or treaters. You're I was going to say a trick or advocate for what? No, I'm an advocate for teenagers going trick or treating because there's so many people that are like, oh, they're too old. Well, what would you want them to be doing then? Like, I'm, I would love for them to volunteer. I'd love for them to be at home doing their homework. Oh, Oh my word. <laughs> anyway. But no, I, I just have to say that I think that it's a good thing if you really think about it. Like teenagers going and trick-or-treating is way better than going out partying or doing something that is, you know, they're still enjoying their childhood. So so what was the meme on, on 
on social media. So hand over the Snickers um, <laughs> because it is, it's a good thing for them to do that with friends and build those memories. So, and this year was really cold and it was outside and it was cold. And we actually broke down and turned the heater on in our house. Well, yeah, I, a couple of days ago we had to turn it on cause it got really cold and I was sitting in the house and I was really cold. And I have to say this, I was in my mind. I was like, okay, Abby, I think keeps her house at 72. Abby, what's your temperature at your house? Yeah, it is set to 72. You have the heater set to 72. Yes. And I was like, okay. I'm going to try that and <laughs> see how long I can handle that in my home. Cause I knew I wouldn't be able to. No. Um, so I turned on the heat and I started to like pass out and not be able to breathe. And I knew <laughs> I'm to the point where I need to turn the heat down. So I got up and I looked at the thermostat and it wasn't even to 68 yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. She texted me and I was just like, oh. I know. I was like, I tried to, I tried to be like Abby and get the house up to 72 and I couldn't. It was so thick with heat and now, you couldn't breathe. Our heater will get our house there fine but we don't ever put it there and i came in the house the other day when you did this and i walked in like what what is going on in here and she goes i know i turned the heat up i'm like why she goes i wanted to know what abby i wanted to experience this is her motivation i don't know where she comes up with these ideas she goes i wanted to know what our house felt like at the abby temperature and she goes i couldn't do it but the way she tells the story, she crawled to the thermostat trying to get below the heat. I, was, oh, I can't, I can't function. I could not breathe. It was so thick with heat. It was hot when I walked in the oh house. My and then I turned it down and Joe's like, it's still hot in here. I go, I know I need to start. Guys, I think we leave our house do at we need like to 63. Open a window or what do we need to do? We might leave it lower than 63, but I think we leave it at 63. And last night. It was set for 63 and it clicked on. So I knew that it was lower than 63 because I heard the heater turn on and we're comfortable like that at night hanging out. If we're like sitting on the couch or whatever, 63 might be a little too cool. And so I might throw a blanket on, but Abby was telling me that she's like 72, 72 with... is me being frugal. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to put on long pants, long sleeve shirts, a robe on top of that. If I'm sitting, I have a blanket, slippers. At 72. You years. might need to invest in a newer See, at heater. 70, like at, a newer system at 72 in our house. sounds like it's struggling. No, at 72 in our house, like, get away from me. <laughs> you're you're bringing too much heat my way. You can't breathe. You have to go outside just to be like, oh, no, fresh but air. Now, now, Abby, what what do you keep your thermostat on in the summertime? Oh, at least seventy five. At least I let it get up to seventy five, and even then I'm like, friends. oh, <laughs> I'll to be frugal during the summer. I'll let it get up to seventy eight, and I feel great. Oh man! <laughs> but some other people complain. <laughs> oh, oh man, I couldn't do it. Thank you for never inviting us over. <laughs> So in the summertime, we set our thermostat. We we have our our house set at sixty eight during the summer. Oh, I would be miserable. I just have. Oh, not, I said today in staff. You're friend, welcome for not inviting me over. Nothing makes me grumpier than being cold. <laughs> and Cody was like, "We don't want her grumpy, so turn the heater up." Well, the other day, I think it was yesterday, I was out in our offices and I heard a number of outlets not working anymore <laughs> by our facilities manager because he was like, all right, I think it's because you guys are plugging in all these floor heaters and they're <laughs> breaking the outlets. There were three different cubicles with three different outlets not working because of you guys running the heater so much. See, it's not just me. You guys well, are ganging up on me no. right I, now. I do, I do need to say something, though. I walked into your cubicle. I couldn't even stand in your cubicle. Cubicle. I was like, oh, oh, what is that? <laughs> no, I will say this is where I may differ from you, Kirsten. Because, like, I have a little space heater under my desk, but you gotta understand, in the middle of the winter, my my office does not warm up. Like, like the way this building's put together and how they've, you know, half of our office complex was an original building and an add-on later. So there's a there's a supporting wall that's kind of disguised as just a regular wall that you can't ever move, and there's two different systems. So it's a little bit awkward. So like back here at my office, it's on a different system than what operates out in the cubicles. And so that one, 
that one doesn't, I mean, it works fine and it, and it cools the office down. It works, but there are those times where it doesn't quite warm up. Like I want to so have a little heater and I will say this, all the, all of that, just say this. When I turn my heater on underneath my desk and I pull my chair up underneath my desk, it is like, it's like a warm burrito. Um, it's, it's like, you know, it's like my legs get enveloped with warmth on my lower body and it feels wonderful. Something's wrong with you guys. No, I'm still wearing I, so Joe's on today. our team. I know it's starting to sound I, like it. I am a little bit on team space heater, mm-hmm. but he has a space heater at our home office and then he, it, our home office well, isn't very big. Can we'll I tell you what I do? Oh. I put the little space heater. I have a, I have a desk and it's a self enclosed desk and I put that little heater and it, and it fills heat up around my legs. And I just pull up and it just, it feels wonderful. And I walk in, I'm like, oh, oh, oh it's so hot in here. You yeah. can't breathe. But you know, if you're sitting still and not moving, I do cool down quicker. But if I'm around the house moving around, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit warmer. But anyway, all that to all say, we're in that drama. weird season where, where do and you then keep... it's going to be super warm and nice coming up. <laughs> and then all, thank goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, Kirsten, as we move on to the next section, tell everybody about our special guest we have today. We are so excited to, we've invited our friend, Jenny Ellis. Jenny has walked, um, down a road that not many of us have walked down. Tough before. road, tough road. And she has a son who has gone through a quite the life journey as a seven, eight, nine year old. And he has been diagnosed with, at first it was seizures and then a brain tumor and then cancer. And she had to walk through this and her husband and their other Other children. And so she's here today to share her story and, and how, um, just how this has, you know, affected her and her family and, and things that we can um, learn from it. So, yeah, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to having yeah. her on for a long time. And it's been, it's been, uh, they're part of our church. They're yeah. just a neat family. Great family. Sawyer is just, you know, got this great, she's, she'll share with you too, just this great spirit about him and great smile. And uh, we've been prayer warriors for him and his walk. Uh, with cancer. So yeah, excited to have Jenny with us here today. So coming right up. Well, we're happy to have Jenny Ellis with us today. And uh, Jenny and her family have been a part of our church for a good long while now. And we're excited to have you here today, Jenny. So welcome. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, we are. um, I'll tell you, there's, there's a there's certain families in the church that just have gone through a journey. Mm-hmm. And Jenny and her family have been on a journey. And a lot of you listening to this uh, podcast today know about that journey. And um, I've got a t-shirt in my closet uh, about this journey. And we will mm-hmm. talk about that here in a minute. But um, but Jenny, welcome. And um, if you could just take a minute, introduce yourself to our listeners, and just tell us a little bit about, about you and your family. Okay. I'm Jenny Ellis, and I'm married to Jared Ellis. Um, we have four children, one of which lives in Paragold. Um, she's about to graduate high school. And then we have three living with us. We have Jonah. He's four. We have Rosie, or Piper. She likes to be called Rosie. Aww. Um, <laughs> she's seven. And then Sawyer, who's nine. Um, and we've been in Northwest Arkansas for about 18 years. Oh, wow. I'm originally from New Jersey, so I've been here about half my life now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, we started in Fayetteville area and went to Central United Methodist Church for about 12, 13 years okay. before we moved here. Um. We went through a lot in those years, a lot, a lot, a lot of mm-hmm. hard times and just felt like the world kept kicking us down no matter what we did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we got up here, everything settled down, everything was good. And then Sawyer, my oldest son, started having seizures. In How the f- old was he when that happened? He was seven. It was okay. the fall of 2021. Wow. And 
that's when all the COVID was going on too. So it was really hard to get anybody to pay attention to us at the time. Mm. Um, and that's scary. Yes, because the seizures went from once a week to two to three times a day. Wow. And then I ended up saying, okay, that's enough. We got to. Did you as a mom know the first time he had a seizure what it was? I did not because they started out as focal seizures where he would just go into a complete daze and not say anything, not do anything. And we didn't know what was happening. Not respond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he would just get really, really tired. And then as they got worse, I, we realized they were seizures because he, he started to have convulsions and stuff with them. Um, and they became more and more frequent. So I think it was day before Christmas Eve. Mm. I drove all the way to Little Rock because our children's hospital I guess, was not equipped to see him with COVID. He had COVID at the time. Oh, yeah. And um, we drove all the way there. He had a seizure as we were pulling into the parking lot. And um, they admitted us, and they did the EEG, and they caught it on camera and everything. So they immediately knew it was seizures. Which is a praise that that happened when it did so that they could see something right away and not have to wait. Right. But yeah, with the COVID, that put everything off. They Mm -hmm. can't do surgery. They can't do anything until his body's completely strong. So we ended up waiting till it was Valentine's Day when he had his surgery. (laughs) Um, But we still didn't know he had a tumor with the seizures. Mm -hmm. The seizures, we went, we got back here and we did the ultrasounds and the um, MRIs. um, And that's when they found. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So you're down Little Rock and they caught the the seizure on the machine and, and, and all that. What were they thinking at the time? What were they saying to you guys at the time going, well, it could be this. We're not really sure or what. Like, what were they telling you? Because this is before you knew what he was dealing with. Yeah. They they didn't really have an explanation. I mean, they immediately said, we'll need an MRI and mm-hmm. stuff to see. Well, and COVID was so on. new yeah. at the time that they could have easily, mm-hmm. I would assume, thought, well, it could be correlated to COVID, yeah. too. Yeah. Even though you know it had been going on I mean, a lot I longer. knew deep down. I mean, I said it was a brain tumor from really? the start, mm. and everybody wow. told me I was crazy. Mom Why knows. would you think like that? Wow. Moms <laughs> tend to know, you know. Yeah. And I never thought it'd be cancerous, but I did know. I mean, I was like, all the signs are pointing to brain tumor. Wow. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I felt like I knew, but. Maybe it was God preparing you for. Yes. The actual news. Yes. God really, really prepared me for this, and I didn't even realize it until now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, I worked with kids with disabilities and very aggressive children, which I ended up needing to use because once Sawyer got far into his treatment, he became very aggressive Mm. and most of it towards me Mm -hmm. um he was just angry all the time and aggressive and so how long between you know the start of these seizures to finding the official diagnosis that it was a, a a tumor how long of a gap is there in that window um i would say it was about three or four months three or four months they they did the Wow. So what what went through your mind when the doctor came in and had the this is what we're dealing with conversation, the definitive answer, like how did that hit you? How did Jared respond? I mean, what because there's until you're in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, how do you even prepare for that? But what was I mean, tell us if you don't mind, tell us about that moment. I don't mind. Um actually for me, 
it completely just took my breath away. I just, I didn't have words. (laughs) I just started crying and just, how can this be? Was Um, Sawyer in there with you when he found? They had a nurse distracting him, but yeah, he was in there. And I mean, Jared handled it well. He had just lost his mom to ovarian cancer a few years before this. So he had been through it. Um, but no, I was, I was just, it took me a while to process Mm -hmm. it all and just in complete shock. For sure. For sure. Because until you have this, you've never, I mean, I've never dealt with cancer Mm -hmm. growing up or Mm -hmm. with a child for that matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I, it's a learning process for sure. Yeah, and it, it totally is like, I would imagine as a parent, you're like, oh, God, let me let me trade places with him. You know, because when it's oh, your yes. own kid, yes. it's like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. let me switch. Because mm-hmm. I know there's not a parent I know that wouldn't, you know, yes. and I know you guys like, Lord, but when you have to watch your kid go through that. Yes. And I know you guys have been on or this know journey. and what they're about to go through. Right, and yeah. I know we've been praying for you guys and everything else, but that it had to have been a traumatic moment. It had to yeah. been, I mean, at the same time, it's good to know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But um, so you guys are leaving the doctor's office or what? Or when, in that, yeah, so in that he, doctor's office, did they tell you he has a brain tumor and we're going to operate and we don't know if it's cancer or how, how was that told? They did, yeah, they didn't know it was cancer until after the operation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which was also why I was just struggling to process it all because his surgery and he he woke up like I mean I'm glad he woke up hap- not happy but talking mm-hmm. and and moving mm-hmm. and because they you know they give you all the things he could lose his sight he could lose his hearing he could lo- you know so you're petrified how yeah. he's gonna wake up well, he woke up angry, and mm. I had never seen him like that before. Mm. So I'm in tears, and For he's sure. and he's screaming, "I hate you! Everybody, get off me!" And he's punching nurses and stuff. Aww. So I'm just a mess. Mm. And that's when the doctor wanted to talk to me, <laughs> and I was like, "I I I can't do this right now. I've got to be with my son." Yeah. So Jared sat and listened to what she had to say. But I flat out asked her, is it cancerous? And she she said, no. Really? And then I, and she was Chinese and I was having a hard time understanding her with the masks and everything. Oh, yeah. So I asked her nurse friend, I said, can you tell me exactly what she was saying? And he said, well, you know, there's always a chance it's cancerous. And so, you know, she got my hopes up a little bit that it wasn't. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then later after the surgery, they came in and told us after they got all the lab results back and... And determined that it was yes. a so cancerous they, tumor. They they were like, we need to get this tumor out or his seizures will continue and and it will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And it would, whether cancerous or not, it would become a life-threatening situation. Or is that kind of the yeah, counsel? But they could only remove half of it. Okay. So because if they tried to remove the other half, they could risk damaging mm-hmm. other things. So the chemo was supposed to take care of the other half. Um, And as of right now, it's just stalled. It's not growing. It's not shrinking. It's it's just there. Yeah. And it may never grow again or it could grow again because we just don't know how slow it's growing Mm because it's a slow-growing tumor. Well, let me ask you this. When they removed... part of the tumor i remember seeing you guys in church Mm -hmm. praying for you guys um but did that stop the seizures it did okay i mean he's still on seizure medicine and he still has moments because he can kind of feel it yeah coming but he's never had 
a full-blown seizure since. Okay. But then after the surgery and the lab results came in that there was cancer detected, mm-hmm. then you entered the world mm-hmm. of... I remember the decision that you guys had to make of putting them on chemo, right? Mm-hmm. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. It was tough for me just because I've never dealt with this. And putting a port into my son's body seemed like crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like it just stays in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we tried hard to get him to swallow pills because mm-hmm. there was a clinical trial. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember us praying. We prayed as a staff. Yeah. I remember we prayed and as, as a, a staff. Life group. Yeah, that that Sawyer could swallow these pills, mm-hmm. and uh, we tried it so hard. We tried everything. M and M's. Yeah, <laughs> and he just couldn't do it. So, and that was a clinical trial. The pill, yeah. which could have not been as great because yeah. we would have had to go to Little Rock for that. Okay, it wouldn't be weekly like okay. he was doing. It would be, I think, monthly. Okay, but. He, yeah, he couldn't do it. So, <laughs> and you had a little bit of a time there. I know they gave you a little bit of time, yeah, to try and get him to, mm-hmm. you know, and and that decision to either do the clinical trial or right. choose to do the port and go the mm-hmm. chemotherapy. And I just, I want to say one thing. Sawyer is how old when all this is happening? Seven. Seven years old. Th- this is a lot to process for an adult. Mm-hmm. Let alone a seven-year-old boy, who's now have having to, you know, do things that most seven-year-olds don't have to do. Like, mm-hmm. like most seven-year-olds are more concerned if if they're gonna, you know, you know, what pajamas they're what gonna pajamas wear, they're gonna wear or what, what toy right. they're gonna get. That's right. Um, and um, and we've always thought Soy was a brave, brave young, oh, young yeah. little boy. And and um, but I remember those days praying for him to swallow those pills. <laughs> and I know that the struggle you guys went through. Because, you know, I empathize with you a lot, like like having two kids of my own who now they're they're both older now, but but, but um, two boys that yeah at seven years old yeah. as a mom, like there's how did you find the strength to get up every day, doctor's appointments? <laughs> like like where did you find the, the strength to do that? Um, you know what? I have no idea. There's days where I had some really low lows like Mm -hmm. I can't do this for the rest of my life there's no way I can do this and I mean Sawyer had really low days too where he's like I just want to go to heaven now Hmm. and that killed me Mm. and so (laughs) but when his behavior started getting rough and you know I'm doing everything I can to make him happy and I can't Mm-hmm. It, you just get to a point where you're like, you want to give up. You just want to throw in the towel and be done. I remember at one of our church picnics a year or two ago, um, and you guys were there. And I think he'd either just finished or was just about to begin a round of, of treatment. And I remember Jared came up to me, and, and Sawyer was up on one of the bounce houses. And and Jared's like, you know, we're kind of here against the doctor's wishes. And he goes, but this kid's got to be a kid. Yeah. And he's got to run and play, and mm-hmm. he's got to be around. And I remember how happy he was. I mean, that's yes. that that one picnic. I remember, I, I remember him just running around, his smile, his smile, and it was like, at least I walked home. I went when I went home. I was like, it was just a short reprieve, you know. And that's really what it was for you yeah. guys—a short reprieve. But I remember, I remember Jared just saying, you know, he's got to be a kid. Yeah, I mean, there's times where I'm like, you know what, I can't keep him from everything. Right. (laughs) So I broke rules from time to time, but we were always safe. And oh, yeah. He, because he's, you know, he's got to get out. He thrives off people interaction. And I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of more of an introvert. Yes. Yes. Like, and like, he's the extrovert. Yes, he so, does. I mean, I even mean, he really takes me out of my comfort zone. Interacting <laughs> with him at church, you can just see the smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Just he looks forward to being at church yeah. with friends and people, yeah. and he's looking forward to that 
no matter how he's feeling. Cause I don't know if he ever wore that on his face. Yeah. Um, he always was just like, yes, I get to be at church. Mm-hmm. He and was excited to go to school and yes. everything. And, and that, he hated school. Well, and that was the other thing. <laughs> when he, he was little. He missed a lot of school, didn't he, during all yeah, this? Yeah, he missed a, a whole year. And kind of the second year, he was there only a few days a week. And half days, too, because it was just too much. <clears throat> but that's what we're struggling with now. He's yeah. he's reading at a first grade level, right. and he's in fourth grade. And so are they working with him to yes, get him caught they've up and got, stuff? They've got some interventions going, and, and it even affects Rosie. She's struggling, too. She's mm-hmm. not reading at her grade level, mm-hmm. and they both had to do summer school, and... So that part stinks, but we're getting them all caught up. Oh, and yeah. Well, and you know, COVID alone put a lot of kids yeah. behind. Right. Oh, yeah. You had COVID and a child yes. with, yeah. you know, cancer. So there's some mm-hmm. grace there, I mm-hmm. think, extended that says, I mean, we, I think the the schools are really great at just saying, okay, we're going to get you guys through this. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be all on your shoulders. Yeah. So right. you tell a story, were. don't worry. I don't read at grade level either. <laughs> so <laughs> well, and they change things. So I can't even teach. Uh, I don't uh, even know. The you and all the parents listening are saying, I was, talking, right now. <laughs> I was talking to Brock on the way to school the other day and I was asking him how he's doing. And, and he was kind of giving me the rundown and, and, you know, he, kind of what he's learning English and, and history, some of these classes. I said, well, if you ever need some help, bud, I, let me know. And then he goes, and he said something about, um, you know, his uh, algebra classes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah we're, 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 yeah, I'm not your guy. I, um, but anyway, You're so. You're going to need to go back in for some <laughs> extra help from the teacher on that one. <laughs> yeah, a little extra flex over there. Um, but um, so he started treatment. How did he do with all that? I mean. He started out really well. Um, he, his body handled it very well. At first, he did get sick and wasn't feeling good. But after first a couple rounds, he was great. He mm-hmm. did it he, like a trooper. And then... And some, can I ask if you don't mind, what's involved in that process? Because not everybody listening to this mm-hmm. man or with treatments. What does that mean? It's not like, you know... You go in, they they like, hey, here's a glass of water, and it, it's a treatment is not it's yeah it's, it's a, a time day, it's a it? day it's and a it day. wears you out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see Jenny's face right now, but it, it is, is a day. day. So yes. I know there were those days where he's like, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. but I can relate to that because I you know we have a lot of folks in our church that are dealing with these kinds of issues, but they're much older in life, mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, because it's so it's invasive. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, so obviously there's this there's is a seven year old. Mm-hmm. This is a totally different ball game because, yeah. like what you said, they don't process everything the same way. They don't right. understand how long. Like their understanding of oh, mm-hmm. okay, I have to go into the hospital real quick and do something, and then I'll get out and go yeah. play with my toys again. Yeah. How long would a treatment last? A couple hours? It, yeah, we were there about three or four hours. Yeah. Um, depending on how he took it, if because it got probably about six months into treatment, something switched where mm-hmm. he was just not having it. I remember, and yeah. and that's about the time he said he wanted to quit. Yes, and we went through probably an hour of de-escalating him to get him calm enough to just get accessed, mm-hmm. and getting accessed, he has to get numb. And then is that at the port? Yeah. Okay. They'll, they'll put the needle in the port, and he has all his rules: don't poke it, don't grab it, don't you know. And it took me a while to learn all that, but um, I ended up advocating like crazy, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what can we do mm-hmm. to make this better because I can't do this every week. I mean, they would just shut the door and leave me in there with him going while punching me and kicking me and hitting me and throwing things. So with our children's hospital, it's a little different. They access him on the third floor, which may not make sense, but 
their off the oncology offices are down there and then transfusion is upstairs on fourth floor so they're accessing him down there and on then the he's floor. wheeling him through the hospital with this oh. to go upstairs which you know yeah. that's embarrassing um, so I figured that was part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all his bad moments were happening on the third floor. Oh. Once we got upstairs and he was comfortable in the bed, he was fine. Oh, interesting. So after a back and forth battle with the doctors, I got it to where only one nurse, if she's available, <laughs> accesses him. Because he, if it's new people, it, it threw everything off. And then we would go straight upstairs. And I requested the doctor come to us. Just I said, all you got to do is walk upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, he was kind of set in his ways. So, But it that's was, such a good mom of you to advocate for absolutely. your kid. And to, I mean, because the doctors don't go home with him mm-hmm. and the doctors don't know his personality. Right. So kudos to you, mom, for, it I mean, that's me, a lot of work. It took me getting angry to do it but Mm -hmm. because he he came up and saw how Sawyer was acting and said go home just go home Hmm. and that set me over the Mm -hmm. edge (laughs) uh yeah I think so (laughs) and I that's when I lost it wow I basically said you know this isn't volunteer work and he he, you can't just pawn us off yeah because he said, if I'm going to keep treating you, we got to figure something out. So this doctor think he was lo- giving you a little tough love talk there? So. You're like, I don't need tough uh-huh. love talk. <laughs> I'm all tough love talked out. It's time to, you know, I mean, I understand both sides of that. But but yeah, I agree with Kirsten. Good job on your part. Advocate, yeah. fight I mean, for your kids. Well, for you to recognize those behaviors and only a mom can see that. Maybe a dad, too. But um, to see that it was really hard for him to, you know, to go to the third floor mm-hmm. and then changing to the fourth floor and that being yeah. some kind of trigger for him to recognize that and go, OK, I need to reassess because I know mm-hmm. that you had posted on social media a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. what are some things that I could do? Yeah. What are some diversions? Mm-hmm. What are some activities? And you were working really hard, mm-hmm. like for him. And I and had some really good moms helping me that have already been through this, mm-hmm. which is really important to have. Um, I mean, sometimes you just gotta talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and you know. People don't know what to say. People don't know yeah. what to do. So when you have that group that knows exactly what you're talking about, it's really helpful. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Where are you finding support? Where are you finding your encouragement? Where are you? It sounds like this group was part of that. Well, crazy story. I ordered a shirt like Sawyer's mm-hmm. from a little boy. Had no idea who they were. I was just trying to be supportive. And that was about a month before Sawyer started having seizures. Oh, wow. And he also had a brain tumor. So his mother I reached out to, and she helped me through it all because he had the same struggles. Wow. And so she helped me write my letter to the doctor and everything. I and love what that. I needed to happen. Like nurses will not count, do this, this, and this. And she was very, very helpful. But here, locally, believe it or not, there's a lot of us. There's one in every school district. Mm. Um, There's a little girl named Joplin who's in Rogers, and then Dory in Bella Vista. Mm. Um, And then there's another one in Gravit who just got diagnosed. Wow. And lots of babies. Wow. Have you seen... Have you... Since you've been down this, you guys are, you've got a lot of miles down this road already. Mm-hmm. Have you found yourself now kind of in a little bit different position of like, yes. I was being mentored. Now I'm kind of the mentor. Yes. Mm. yes. Okay. And I'm trying, I, I, but I also know it's overwhelming to have so many people care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've never had that before. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to be pushy with the new one and she's she's very shy and Mm -hmm. 
but I want to help. I want to yeah. get that meal train going for and then everything that helped us. Um, but yeah, the resources. I didn't learn about the resources that were helpful until we were almost done. Hmm. And they won't help you unless you're currently receiving treatment. Oh, wow. So I was late on the game and the resources. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I so want to tell her about all of them. No, they don't. Nobody tells you. You yeah. just kind of have to find them. You have to advocate, fight, and research. Yes, yes. Mm. Research is what I spent most of my time doing. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, because there's still a few parts to the story that we haven't quite gotten to, but he goes through chemotherapy for how many months? It was originally supposed to be 16 months, but because there were no changes, they considered it stable and said we could stop at 12 months. 12 months. They said, you know, it's probably not going to make a difference if you finish it out. Wow. So, tw um, but twelve months yeah. was a very a long twelve yes. months because you said, said we'll take it because <laughs> that was weekly, <laughs> yes. weekly twelve every, months, every fifty-two week. weeks in a 52 row, fifty-two times. Wow. Yeah. And I know there were a few times that he was sick and it had to either be postponed or right. skipped and stuff yeah, like that. There were a few breaks. Yeah. But for the most part, it was weekly, and if he wasn't getting the treatment, he still had to go get his numbers checked. Yeah. So that really made him mad. He's like, I'm supposed to be on break. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would involve at a minimum a blood draw, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and accessing it, yes. which he hated. Yeah. And then at the end of those, because he also, he had treatment and then scans and, and mm -hmm. blood draws to mm -hmm. see where he's at. So at the end of that 12 months, they had done a scan to decide that you could end treatment. Right. And at what point, what, what was his diagnosis or the results from that? They're really just calling it stable. Okay. They're not... That's all they'll say. Yeah. Because they know it could grow again or it could never grow again. Yeah. They say sometimes the chemo will just stunt the growth and it won't ever grow again. So there's a chance it will never be a problem for him moving forward. Correct. That's what we need to pray for now. Just that... I mean, the seizures maybe, but other than that, hopefully... Yeah. It stays put and doesn't yeah. move or So after the twelve months and you can maybe tell us a little bit about how this happened, but um then make a wish got involved. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um they had contacted me probably in the beginning of or halfway through his treatment mm -hmm. and I was shocked. I just to me, I I took it as, oh no, oh. they know something we don't know. Oh. <laughs> but my family took it as, all right, you know, this is great. <laughs> and I'm thinking. So you're thinking, oh, oh no, we've reached the end of the road here. That's yes, why they're involved. This is for terminal things. <laughs> oh wow. So. But it turned out not to be that. Right. Yeah. So, yes, we had a really really great time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even Disney that made our time so great. It was Give Kids the World Village. And I've never heard of it before. And I don't think anybody has. I and don't I'm, think I have I'm either. What is that? To get their name out there because it's amazing. So it's called Gift. Give Kids the World Give Kids Village. the World Village. And it's condos. And it's just a little gated village. Mm-hmm. For wish families, Aww. all wish families, there's a playground, there's rides, there's anything you might not be able to do if you couldn't leave the oh, village. Wow. There's golfing, there's, I mean. Is this at Disney? No. No, we're, this I is missed outside the of Disney, just where they had us staying. Okay, all right. And Sawyer got to make a star. That is now in a tower. Mm. And oh my goodness, guys, there's so many stars in there. Aww. It's like mm. heartbreaking, but amazing at the same time. Um, but it will forever stay there. Mm. It even has a location. He has a little star passport. <clears throat> and he's welcome back two times out of every year. 
oh. to come see his star. Oh. And everyone there is volunteers. Wow. And it was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, they had a movie theater if they couldn't go out one day. or And every day they had something on our doorstep for the kids. Oh, and my just, goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. Was, and they had little golf carts riding around in the morning with ice cream. Ice oh. cream for breakfast. I want to go. <laughs> I was going to say, um, wow. What so that's, out, that's in Florida. Yes. That's just outside of Disney. Mm-hmm. Are they affiliated with Disney in any way? Or is it... Or more just part of with Make a Wish. Make a I wish. think they're affiliated okay. with Make a Wish. So you guys went there, and that's where you stayed, mm-hmm. and then you got to go into Disney. Well, let me ask this: How did you guys, or I'm assuming Sawyer chose? How did he choose Disney, and when did that happen? He he had a couple things on his list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wanted a four wheeler, you know, all that stuff, dirt bike, um, but. Disney, you know, seeing the commercials and stuff Mm -hmm. on Disney, he really wanted to check it out. And Florida, he wanted to go to Florida. Yeah. But yeah, I think his favorite part was the village. Oh, neat. Mine too. It was, I mean, everybody there was dealing with something similar. Mm. So no matter who you met, you all had something in common, something to talk about, something to. And even the kids, the kids all just were drawn to each other. Wow. And they, there's a pool, and they would all swim together and make friends. And so the five of you went down yes. to Florida, and it was and you just stayed for amazing. a week. Yeah. Well, I remember well, the, the yeah. kind um, of a week, kind of five days week ish. So. Yeah. Well, the big reveal happened at our church. Yes. And so, Thank you. Yes. no, no, we were, <laughs> it was so fun to be a part now, of. Were you able to keep that a secret from him? All yes. the way up to the reveal. I was. I remember when he walked in. He thought it was a Mother's Day thing. Did he? <laughs> That's what he I was used just very. We, I didn't we know were what not else. sure what to say because I know that we didn't want to overwhelm him. Yeah. So he walked into a crowd into our lobby. Was there like a hundred people there? And or something people like all that? had cameras going, and mm. he kind of just looked around, and then someone said. Your wish. Your wish came true. Your wish is granted. Your wish yeah. is granted. And then everybody started cheering and, and clapping for him. And then he, he was trying to pro- everyone. He was trying to process it. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, what's going on here? Yeah. He so it was just he a didn't really, know what was happening. it was a calm, sweet moment. Yes. It was not, I think you had mentioned you guys didn't want to overwhelm him or mm-hmm. put him in a in a place that he was uncomfortable. And right. so it was just so sweet because he is obviously comfortable walking into yeah. new life. And so he walks in there and sees people he knows that he yeah. he knows don't usually come here, but mm-hmm. he, they're family and friends. And so him just kind of looking around, it was just the sweetest moment. And then for someone to yell, your wish is granted, yeah. it was like very emotional. And you guys went that week, didn't you? It was a really it was, quick, yeah, quick it was turnaround. Like four or five days later. Yeah, it was like, here's your wish come true. You don't have to wait six months for it. No, it was like, we're leaving next week. Is we ended up in the hospital that night. Are that, you I do remember that. Yeah. the reveal. Oh, he wow. had a spike to fever and they did not let him out either. We got admitted and I was like, oh my gosh, we're never going to make it. I do remember that. But he now. got out like, one day before we left, <laughs> he's like, not stressful for a mom. He's like, I'm going to Disney. I gotta pack my family, my kids in the hospital. Yeah. Oh. But that's the kind of stuff that happens with us. Oh, yeah. He's oh. telling everybody he's getting his port out. And I'm like, Let, let's not <laughs> say that. Let's not yet. get crazy here. <laughs> so, since, so he hasn't had any more treatment since then, right? Right. Right. So he's been, so for how many months now has he been? Off the treatments Removed from that. Has it been a year now? May. May is when we fin- we stopped. Wow. Okay. I think, I think the first week of May was his last treatment. So how are things today? Like, what's the status? What's Sawyer's status? What's the where where are we at today with all this? Well, um, everything's great. He still has his moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think I fixed it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I I let the doctors do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then I went and got his medical marijuana card. Mm-hmm. And he is getting a tiny, tiny drop of Rick Simpson oil mm. 
every day. Okay. And he's a completely different child. Like calmer. I was trying to shrink it. That's what oh, I heard it does. But okay. I was not expecting a complete behavior change. Wow. He's happy. He's getting along with everybody. He's, mm. I mean, he still has tough moments, mm-hmm. but, and everybody says to me, whatever you're doing, it's working great. And I haven't told anybody because, you know, yeah. everyone has an opinion about that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to know now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it works, I want everyone. But you know what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, until you've walked a mile in your shoes. Yeah, you try everything. Um, but, well, you know, you'll do anything for your kids. Mm-hmm. And I think if there's things out there that are available to you, it would be you know, to your advantage to say, well, we're going to try this. We're mm-hmm. going to try that. We're going to try this. Yeah. And so if it's something that is allowing him to adjust better, because we all know Abby's here in the room too. And we're all moms of kids mm-hmm. of those ages. Mine used to be that age, but we understand that he's been through a lot of trauma mm-hmm. in his life and most kids don't have to go through what he had to go through. Right. So not only did he have to go through cancer and surgery and chemo, he's also now having to readjust in school mm-hmm. and try and... Which would be very difficult things for an adult, Yeah, let make, alone make, a kid. Make gains right. in his education <clears throat> that he's far back behind on. And so, you know... I don't think anyone can go in and judge any mom who decides to do what's best for their kid. Yeah, I know. I'm sure I will get judgment, but. Welcome to the club. Judge away. Judge Um, away. I just, it's working. So, and if I can shrink it too, then wonderful. Praise God. If not, I tried. Do you feel like um, (laughs) things are starting to seem normal again? Are we starting to get back yes. in the normal rhythms of life? So that's, yes. All right. And we weren't until I started the medicine. So okay. that's why, because I was like, I mean, we're on a 12 to 18 month waiting list for the Schmeeding Center to do a neuro evaluation for other things, just so we know, like, mm-hmm. how we can therapy him. Is wow. it ADD? 12 ADD. to 18 months. Mm-hmm. So wow, yeah, I took That's, matters into my yeah. <laughs> Well, Jenny, I'm I'm curious to know, like, and I don't know if you've ever taken time to sit back and think this through. So, um, but what big takeaways from this these last couple of years? That's like I've, wow, I've this is how I've changed, or this is a big takeaway, or um, or it's, it, can you process that yet? Of like. It, it took me a while, yeah. but I'm realizing just about everything that I've gone through has led me to prepare for this. Because mm. um, we had a rough couple, probably 10 years before Sawyer was born. Mm. It was just rough. Mm-hmm. And if it had happened five years, six years ago we would not have been able to do it Mm. we wouldn't be able to get to and from the hospital every day we wouldn't Mm -hmm. be so i know god prepared me for this and got us where we are today because there's no way we could have done it we Mm. couldn't have Mm. we didn't my parents weren't here we would have had no help and it was just it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is there something like, um, so this journey started, we'll say three years ago. We're kind of in a three-year mm-hmm. window here. Yeah. So there. what's something that um, you wish you knew three years ago that you know now? If there, if you could go back in time and tell the, tell the, the Jenny three years ago, you'd whisper something in her ear, and then what would you want yourself to know three years ago that you know now? You will get through it. Okay. No matter how rough it gets, <laughs> you will get through it. <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. Having, I just have to keep my faith and try to stay strong. And every day, I, I, I'll get through it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
but but that's so true. It's hard. I mean, he's the one with cancer, but it is hard to be a caretaker, mm-hmm. and yeah. I never realized how hard it was until I mean the amount of medicines I've got to keep track of. On top of my other children. Right. You have other kids, too. (laughs) Who are also struggling. They're dealing with trauma, too. Mm -hmm. So I've got all three of them in therapy on Mm -hmm. different days. So we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. And But they love therapy. That's good. Yeah. They're doing good right Mm -hmm. now. They're just... There's a lot of trauma from... I mean, just anything can scare them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's sad. You know, as a pastor, I'm always thinking through how can the church best serve people? Mm -hmm. You know, because we are a church family and the Bible is very clear. We are to take care of one another. We are to Mm -hmm. carry each other's burdens, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that stuff. A lot of times as a Christian uh, and as a pastor, and it's sometimes hard to know how to do that. Uh, You know, the desire's there, Mm -hmm. but it's like, how do we best care for and share? Is there any advice that you could give, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but how can a church best love and minister to a family going through what you guys have been going through? Honestly, just knowing that you all care and are praying for us was a lot. Even Sawyer was like, they don't even know me and they're (laughs) they're all praying for me. And he was just so taken back by how many people cared. And just the notes in the mail he would get from people he didn't know. He's Mm. like, they didn't know me, and they sent me a letter and just thought it was so (laughs) sweet. Um, And the meals were so helpful because, you know, it seems simple. (laughs) But when you're mentally exhausted, you're like, now I got to feed my family. I yeah. don't know if people understand how powerful that ministry, that just that act of service really mm-hmm. is for, for, I know a lot of people do it for new moms, but for anyone, because like you said, you have to, and a lot of guys do this too, so I'm not going to discredit, but a lot of moms plan meals, mm-hmm. have to get the groceries, then have to make take the time to make something, and then you're dealing with a kid with cancer and two other little ones younger than Sawyer mm-hmm. and, and trying to tie in therapy appointments after yeah. school and have dinner ready. So and to not have to worry about that, that is a huge act of service for anyone going mm-hmm. through anything. And it's yeah. a, it's a hospitality thing of, Hey, I'm going to bring this to you. You don't worry about it. So yeah. that's, that's one amazing. Less one less thing to worry about. Yeah. I know a lot of people, this just wasn't for me, but from some of the others, we have a little mom's group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's a group we don't want to be a part of, but it's our group mm-hmm. <laughs> of, it's just NWA Cancer Moms. Mm. Um, but they have, I mean, some of them will have a calendar where their friends and family will come in, do laundry for them that mm. day, do you know, dishes yeah. for them that day. And that's helpful. Oh, yeah. But that's just not me. Um, no, I, it, for me, it's I can't let other people do my dirty work. I, <laughs> well, I just. I get that, too, because I would struggle I with that. The meals would be lovely, you know, <laughs> maybe someone cleaning my house, maybe. But to do my laundry and dishes, yeah. I'm like, well, that's kind of. Kirsten, I have to take a little issue with what you said a second ago. You said, you know, I know moms do this. Uh, maybe there's some dads do this. They plan their meals. And I was kind of like, wait a minute. I pl- <laughs> you I, don't plan the meals. No, but I always plan on eating. <laughs> So I'm saying, I have a plan. What are you talking you about? Plan. You're going to eat what your plan, wife makes I you. Plan to eat. I, I plan anyway. to eat. I'm talking details here. <laughs> details of what is going to be in the crock pot or in the oven. That's well, me. you know, as we kind of bring this conversation to a close, first of all, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you've walked a journey that that um, some have walked. But most have, not. most have not. But then when you talk about with your child that has dealing with such a, um, a an issue, most have not walked that road. So I applaud you. And and, you. and you're still smiling. And I know this is an audio podcast. So nobody can see you. you're still smiling. <laughs> yes. um, and um, 
And, uh, and I appreciate you sharing your journey with us. Is there any last word of hope that you, if there's somebody else listening to this, that, that they, they're going through it too. And what can you share with them? Any just kind of words of hope? have the tiny mustard seed of hope. Mm-hmm. Just keep that little bit of faith and you're going to get through it. Mm. It's hard and it doesn't get easier, <laughs> but you'll get through it. Yeah. And anyone can reach out to me if they need to. That's yeah, what would be the best way? If we've got somebody listening to this, what is the best way to reach out for you? Just social media? Facebook? Sure. Yeah, okay. Facebook or We'll put some stuff on our show notes so that you guys can reach out to Jenny and give her a word of encouragement or to send Sawyer another message. Um, I know that you had sold t-shirts at one point and the whole staff has one of uh, Warrior Sawyer or Sawyer? Sawyer's Warriors. Sawyer's Warriors, yes. Because he calls us all his prayer warriors. I love that. I love that. well, thank you for sharing your story and and let Sawyer know that the prayers aren't ending, that yeah. we know that he still needs them and he's going to have bad days, but yeah. there's a lot of people out there that are um, praying for you and for him and for your whole family right. and know thank that it's, it, this journey's not over, yeah. but it's just continuing. And you know, my, my takeaway from this as we wrap, I just... I've heard you say multiple times the other people walking down this journey with you. You did not go through it alone. There were days you felt alone. Oh yes. But but I think just the power of community. Yes. You know, you've got others going through that same journey and there's the power of your 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 church family mm-hmm. and the power of prayer. You know, I think And I, I probably couldn't have done it without everybody mm-hmm. it was well i'm glad you didn't have to do it alone and i and i <laughs> yeah. feel for the people that are going through this alone and they don't have the other yeah. people in their lives so right. i think it's a word of encouragement to me that that just your presence your prayers your generosity whatever even a kind word or card can make mm-hmm. a huge difference i do have one other thing through this journey i have noticed siblings siblings really lack that attention Mm -hmm. because the one with cancer is getting all the attention. Mm. I'm sure. So don't forget about those siblings. Mm That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes in the link for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood. Not a car show.